it. So we had some music there for Glaber Torres. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing well. Can you read me? Yeah, it looks that way. All right. It's like I'm going here too, so. So we hope you all can hear us. Yeah, we'd start. I don't know. Was that was that the start or was that a test? I have no idea. I don't know how to start these shows. You've done more of these. You, I'm following you. I've done 10 of these. This is the 11th. I've yet to figure anything out. I would like to note, though, that my soda is all the way on this side, um, which I'm working on, because I probably will still spill it, but... Left or right on your radio dial. I won't spill it on you. I Yes, I am on the right tonight. I'm Jesse Spector. This is Rich O'Malley with me, by the way. This oh, is Pot of the Park. Um, episode 11, as we discussed. Episode... into the 20s overall of uh, the Willits Pod cinematic, podcast-tastic universe. Um, so, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. You'll hear this and the Elaine Show and regular Willits Pod and all that. And go to WillitsPen.com and uh, buy shirts and stuff and subscribe to the newsletter. And Okay, all that's out of the way. Rich used to be um, my editor at the Daily News and then at another place um, that we're both trying to put out of our heads. <laughs> ever happened. He also wrote a book about stadiums called One Lucky Fan that did has a subtitle. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, you you get, it, get it exactly it is, right. It's very, very long. But basically, the book and you don't know chasing the sports dream to see a home game for all 123 teams in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball. So I've seen a home game for all of them. It took 25 years. And two more to write the book. But some of the stadiums changed during that time, too. Yeah, I mean, it's already irrelevant. I mean, that's what happens when, you know, you write a book, and you think you got it all down, and you're done. And then, you know, I, I caveat it in the book, and I say, like, I'm never going to be done, because they're never going to stop building new stadiums, ballparks, arenas. Um, and do. so since, since the book has been published in June of 2019, um, you know, we've got a new ballpark in Texas, which we didn't need. Uh, we've got the Raiders moved to Vegas. Uh, the Warriors have a new arena. We have a new NHL franchise. So 123 is not even the number anymore. Now it's 124. So yeah, the chase the chase continues. All right, which is so Yankee Stadium where we are tonight watching the Yankees play the Toronto Blue Jays. Lovely sunset uh, here in the Bronx. Uh, that is about it. so this place ranks 123. Yeah. <laughs> now, now. Actually, no, you are wearing an Oakland A's shirt, so I'm, I'm disproven just by yeah, that's, what's in my line of sight. Trust me, it, it, it gets a lot worse. Uh, I only ranked baseball, because to me, they're the only ones that are different enough to warrant like a full, intense rank. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, Oakland was at the bottom. Uh, not, the, not the total bottom, though. I, I put the new Atlanta there just out of spite. Um, for what it represents. For what it represents. And, you know, the uh, sort of, let's just call it racism that went into putting it where it is. And the fact that... Yeah, we don't have to beat around it. Like, this is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what it was. White Flight Park in Cobb County. That's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And they just got so much wrong with, with it being the newest park when I got there. They should have learned a lot of lessons from other parks around the country. And it, it just, it, it was flat and bleh and... It had no soul. It was just like, there's this little thing around it that's just like enticing you to come to restaurants and bars and stay there and go nowhere else. A little baseball town. And, yeah. You know, cute, but fat. 
very twee, very very Cobb County. They have that in St. Louis too, and it it has yes, they have zero effect. Them. Yeah. So that's, that's not a knock on St. Louis, which is the park's fine. Yeah. The city's fine. Fine. The pizza is inedible and not pizza. I don't know about that. Pizza in St. Louis. I'm told that the like regular pizza, like if you go to a, like a, like their signature style, the emo is. I will. You know what? If you haven't had it, don't forget I even said it existed. Okay. Done. Yeah, I actually. I, so now I am. I am an odd duck, in that, and most people that I know absolutely despise this place. I hate it. This place. This place. Yeah. I like it. I feel like they took old Yankee Stadium, freshened it up, and you're sitting here. You still kind of feel that look. It's because yeah, the they sight also lines are they clean. used gray concrete, just like at the old stadium. Yes, they did. <laughs> But I love this. lots of I love the 360 degree viewing. Yeah, the ductwork is a problem, but that's a problem a lot of places, unfortunately. They have no one's gotten that right yet. Um, I don't know. So I, I think it has its place. I was I was thinking I, it's about very this corporate. Day. It's very you know it's not what it used to be. Obviously, there's there's nowhere part is. of it. But it's not just that it's corporate. It's that you spend a billion dollars on this place. Yes. Where are the escalators? So where are the escalators? Where are the escalators? There are not that many escalators. There's, I rode one up here today, yeah. but there are not that many escalators. You walk into a big stadium, you're looking for, like, the ways up. When you walk in here, you're, like, deposited. <laughs> and, like, if your seats are not on the, the field level, they are basically telling you, okay, go fuck yourself. Well, no, you can take the elevators. You want to find them? They're right they in are, the, grand, the Grand Great Magnificent Hall, or whatever it's called. The Great Hall, which... Yeah. How do... The two entrances, like you have two entrances on that side of the stadium. Yes. How does only one of them go into the Great Hall? That's a good question. Well, like, they, you know, they funnel seems, you into the Hard Rock at the other entrance. It seems like gate two is what I mean. Like, or, <laughs> I don't even know what number gate it is. Like, I don't know what number gate it is or letter gate it is anyway. They aren't numbers. It's They're, the gates are two, four, six, and eight for some right, reason. Right for the, you know, the players, you know, those guys. The Jeter Gate. I mean, that's what it is in, like, you know, soccer stands. It would be, like, the Derek Jeter stand and the Lou Gehrig stand and the right. Joe Torre stand and the Yogi Berra stand. I guess they didn't want a Billy Martin stand, you know? But they just numbered them anyway. And the numbers don't really tell you where they are. No one really says, I'm going to meet you at Gate 4 when they can hear them. I'll meet you, you know... By the train. Right. I'll meet you. It used to be, I'll meet you at the bat. Meet the bat. There's no more bat. The so. bat's still there. Yeah, but it's not here. The bat's over. The, the if bat's you meet at the bat, you have a long walk. Well, the bat's over by the Metro North Station. So it is reasonable to meet at the bat if you're coming that way. True. Is there a lot of people on the Metro North? No. Right. Because no one takes it. No one takes the four. It was $2. It was cheaper <laughs> than the subway. I haven't done it yet. I didn't. I work for the. MTA, I, I. I don't. I'm not an MTA employee. Uh, Going I, your way. Yeah. But I work at the MTA. I didn't know about this until I went into the new train time app and was like, huh, two dollars for the ticket option on this? Sweet. Yeah. So I came here on the two dollar Metro North day. Uh, part of the park, as always, brought to you by the Metropolitan. <laughs> do that joke when I badmouth the company. I'm not badmouthing my own employer. Right. It's not brought to you by that other website we used to work for. Yeah. They are not going your way. 
You know, this podcast is going to wreak havoc on me keeping score. I've completely lost the script already, and yeah. we're in the second inning. There is an app for that. Well, as Waldo Cabrera is up, in the first play of this game, he robbed a home run. Yes. Which... I put a little asterisk in my scorecard for that. If you did something like that, like your first week in the major leagues, would you retire immediately? Probably. I'm done. Considering I ever made the major leagues. Five, he's listed 5'10", and he made that jumping catch at the wall. Yep. I didn't realize that this guy was so small. <laughs> well, he just struck out. So, you know. He struck out controversially. Ryan and I in April shot down in May. What can I tell you? Welcome to the bigs. So, well, like you're saying, yes, it's corporate and a gleaming spectacle of capitalism. Yes. And even more of a gleaming spectacle. No, no greater tribute to capitalism than the back of the ballpark. Yes. Where... The concourse, like, through the outfield. Like, once you get to the back, they're, like, going towards the bleachers or trying, just trying to walk around the stadium, do a lap around the stadium. It's like a slightly wider version of Olympic Stadium in Montreal. <laughs> a place that I love sentimentally, yes. but that is the Dupe des Dupes. Yeah. I don't understand how you can build this place in the 21st century and have large swaths of it be straight out of the 1970s. I'm surprised everywhere I go that that's the case. St. Louis has the same thing, except you're like, you can't even see the field or even think you're near the field. And that's a pretty recent stadium, too. Yeah. So, Camden Yards, where everybody adores, you can't see the field when you're walking around the first level. And, and that's so... In that sense, they got a lot right here. I know. I know. places where you're going shoots and ladders up and down stairs and around the back and down the hall. Yes. I'm but, not complaining about, like, the, the three... Like, being able to see from everywhere, sure. You're not going to be able to have that at every ballpark, you know, just structurally fine. But, like, it is seriously one of these situations where you are, like, walking around and, like, you're... It, it's like walking through... I mean, it, it, you know, it is, I guess, a New York experience. It's like walking through the, the transfer at 51st and Lex. <laughs> where yes. it's like, we built this here out of necessity. There was no necessity here. The Yankees had an enormous plot of land to do whatever they wanted with, and they wasted a lot of that space. They did, no doubt. But again, I point you back to where they used to play. It was a dump. It was. By the time they tore it down, it was a dump. And I love it with all my heart, and I had amazing moments there. But it was a dump. And it was cramped. Yeah. This place is more open. There's, there's it's, better stuff yeah. here. This place is better than the last dump. That yes. doesn't mean it's not a dump, and they should be playing in not a dump. However, I would argue that I would rather go to Shea Stadium than City Field. I know that's nuts. I understand. I get it. I... You know, despite the plumbing falling apart when I was in fifth grade and giving me a rash for two weeks because wastewater fell on my head during a rain delay. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's my super villain origin story. <laughs> um, what power did it give you? Rain delay. It just gave me the, the power of garbage. Give you a rash. Okay. <laughs> it gave, gave me two weeks of being told I couldn't eat chocolate just to check that I had an allergy. Sounds like some bullshit. Um, no, I get it though. Like, you're also a Jets fan. I am. So I, you know, once went to the worst stadium in America, 
you know, in the Meadowlands, that dump. And now they play at the worst stadium in America, uh, MetLife Stadium. So there was really no progress there at all. They that place is the worst, and I, I talk about that a lot in the book. It's the absolute worst sports venue in America. Which one? The new one. Is, is the new one worse than the old one? Yes. I think, yeah. Because it, it costs a billion dollars. Yeah. So they, they built something for a billion dollars that is ugly, soulless, in the middle of nowhere. It's just horrible. It's horrible. And it's horrible for two different teams. Two different fan bases have to suffer through that place eight games a year. Those two teams deserve that stadium. Yes, except the Giants have at least had some success along the way as opposed to, you know, my fandom throughout life with the New York Jets. Did. Fleeting I, moments of I maybe. Here's here's how goddamn ridiculous that stadium is. I have no idea what year it opened. Was it? I don't know how many Super Bowls the Giants have won while playing there. If it's one or two. It host. Wait, did it host a Super Bowl? It hosted one. I went to was that. Is that the year it opened? I don't think so. Okay. I'm gonna say somewhere between. You're right. I have. No, I. I can maybe. I can maybe get the decade right, and that's about it. Yeah. 2012 to 2016, somewhere in there. Was well, it? it wasn't 2012. That was too. That was too early because they were still talking about the Olympic Stadium on the west side. That was that. That whole thing. Well, because came yeah, and went. So they've won one Super Bowl, or or zero. Have they won zero? Do I need to Google this while we're doing the recording? I'm going to Google this. All right, go when ahead did it open? Google. Whenever it opened, it should I, close tomorrow. Exactly. I. I have no idea. Like this billion-dollar stadium, and I could not tell you what year it opened during the middle of, of a period where the Giants had probably the last favorite football player I will ever have. Holy cow, it opened in 2010. And I can tell you without a doubt in my mind what the last game at Foxborough Stadium was. A stadium that I never attended in my entire life. Wow. Can you now? What was it? Because I have no idea when that opened either now. Actually, wait a minute. I might not be able to tell you the date. The last game I can recall at Old Fox Bar was the Fog game. The last? Steelers-Patriots, which I was at for some bizarre reason. Was that the AFC championship I don't think it was a championship game. I think it was an earlier round. But because I was there with a Steeler fan friend. January, uh, January 19th. 2002 was the Tom Brady top uh, roller. I remember it. Adam Vinatieri. Sadly, not was, well because the Raiders are my second football team that I root for. So things have gone really well for me in, in life. Yeah, 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 I know. The Raiders were my first love in football. Okay, but hang on a second. You're older than I am. Yes. And you are a fan of the Jets and Raiders. That is correct. I was a Raider fan first, and I blame my uncles for making me a Jets fan. And the Jets have since usurped the Raiders as worst favorite team. So, and, and earliest football memory for me. I came to football a little I've later. I've been here a long time. I never knew this. Uh, first season I remember was uh, the, uh, 86, Bears Championship. Okay. So Raiders were good right before I became a Raider fan. Bo so, Jackson and all. So you're not like heat of like the Madden rivalry. No, 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 no. no. Missed all that. You're not oh, that much older than I am. Action. Action for the visitors. Second and third, and somebody hit a ball. So we will, we will get you. It was a uh, Pidgeot. 
we're seeing the sons of guys that we covered play. It's great. Actually, in a clubhouse with Craig Biggio. I, I don't remember Biggio at all. What I remember is Jeff Bagwell in the rat-infested, <laughs> leaky club, visitor's clubhouse <laughs> at Shea Stadium. And this is something that I want to get into eventually. Probably not tonight, but it, it will be something that gets talked about somewhere in the Willis Pod family of broadcast. Maybe another time with Rich. The universe. Um, the Willis Pod universe. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Ecosystem. Yes. I already used I did. I, at the top of the show, I called it the Willits Pod Cinematic Universe. Yes. And, um, yeah, I've already blown that. Um, but in there is Jeff Bagwell, and they had, what the, the way they had it set up was like there were four TVs in the middle of the room because the middle of the room was a big pillar. Mm-hmm. So there was a TV facing each direction off the pillar. So right. ESPN was on there. Um, you know, it was early 2000s, steroid. Hysteria time, and Tommy Lasorda is on, you know, giving his anti-steroid spiel. Because if there was one thing Tommy didn't like, it was a cheater that wasn't on his team. Um, <laughs> At that particular time, yeah, right. And and Jeff Bagwell just walks by, I guess, mutters under his breath, but loud enough that like people could hear and I could hear. Shut the fuck up, Tommy. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you old sack of shit. Wow. Like, and Tommy had never heard such language before. Tommy was on TV. <laughs> Jeff Bagwell was, was cursing at ESPN. Amazing. I do miss that place. I, I miss um, the fact that, it, you know, it was this place that was made out of cookie cutter, yet it had little weird hidey holes. Yep. Um, Still remember some of them well. Like I, any place that I smoked cigarettes with Harry Callis cannot be a bad place no. in my book ever. No, that's that's that's, um, pretty, that's pretty cool. And that's uh, that's why you smoke cigarettes, kids, <laughs> uh, so that you can meet legends like Harry Callis and Jim Leland. Brought to you by Parliament. Marlboro Reds, the official cigarette of Jim Leland. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like that's. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I did not, I, I did not smoke at the time, um, but it, you know, it was summer between. It was summer of '01. I made it through three years of college without smoking. That's that's pretty good. No way, that can't be right. <laughs> We're taking a brief diversion here. That can't be. Anyway, it was um, one of the editors at the Brooklyn Eagle that summer mm-hmm. um, who was like, you're trying to be a journalist and you don't drink coffee or smoke cigarettes? <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, how are you going to shut people up if you're not going to offer them a smoke? I mean, this is very much like what I went to journalism school and, you know, going to the bar every Friday was, like, part of the syllabus, actually. And I mean that. Yeah. I so, wonder yeah. How, how people in this business wind up the way they do. What was the bar? Uh, the keg in Evanston. But then, it, you know, we, we dribbled out and, and, and landed back in Chicago soon enough. And then, you know, suddenly it was time for the Northwestern football game on Saturday. And yeah, they, you want to be, they, they you be hungover for that. Yeah. 
Yep. Oh, they weren't very good then. No. I mean, they're still not very good. They had a little, you know, something there for a while, but... and not really able to roll that arm. No, that was that was a. Uh, it was like he tried it. I, I don't know how much you caught on the uh, on the old podcast there, uh, yeah, listeners, but uh, that was a. Uh, it's a bit cringy. I I've not understood ever like how he wound up in this job because what I remember was Paul Olden like being on Channel Eleven calling Yankees games in a time when the Yankees were bad. Yes. Not the heyday of the Rizzuto, but after that, before, you know. He, no, I think he worked with Rizzuto. Did I he work with Rizzuto? It was definitely before only on Yes. Definitely before yes, that whole thing happened. For sure. They were. They would have been on, I think, MSG primarily at the time. Um, but Paul Olden, who's now the PA announcer and has been basically since Bob Shepard died, they had like that one one year or two years where like they had Bob Shepard's old understudy. Yep. The guy who sounded like yep. him. Not Bob Shepard. Who yes. was not Bob Shepard. Right, him. But then they moved over to Paul. But Paul, I, I remember his home run call was, and he takes the grand tour. And I was I was mad at that as a child. <laughs> because I was like, you shouldn't be saying grand tour because it's going to confuse people to thinking that the guy hit a grand slam. Right. Right. And now he is, I'm sure, I, I'm not sure he's a nice man. He could be a total jerk. I don't know. But I have no reason he to believe. He could be a nice man. I, right. He could be a nice man. I have no reason Anyone to believe out there who he's knows not him. a nice man. Right. But if he weren't. But how do you wind up going from like sort of non-entity team broadcaster to like right. taking one of the prime spots in in the you know in, in that the world. building yeah I don't know I mean I guess he just didn't see a future for him in that particular role with all the changing world that was going on and the, but it was like, it was but, like but if you had a choice if, if, let's say he could stay in that role yeah and he's alright I can be the play by play announcer for the New York Yankees on their local affiliate or I can be the PA announcer what do you choose at this stage in my life, I choose PA announcer. Really? I think I'd go the other way. I... I think play-by-play announcer is a lot more work than I want to put in right now. <laughs> I, a lot I, more travel. I'll give you that. Like, it's, 81, it's 81 versus 162. I'll give you that. I do... I, I would want to... I would like to travel. That, that was why it was any question for me at all. I would love to, you know, travel to all the cities and, like, especially if I don't have to show up four hours before the game and right. do locker room nonsense. And I was, I was never a baseball beat writer. I was a hockey beat writer. Right. Um, I, could not, I could not do 162 games, just, like, that amount of every single day. I could do 81. I could do, I could do all the home games. Right. Um, it's also it just you just have to go find out how everybody's name is pronounced and get right. that correct. And you're literally reading the phone book. Just that's that's it. That's your job. And that's that's the thing with flair. Yes, with flair. 
and I, I appreciate this. I was at the game. Um, I don't know if either one of these teams has a zero right now. Certainly not one in the game. Uh, Taylor Walls is playing here this short stuff for the Rays. And here, we'll hear him now. See if he does it. Number 26, DJ LeMahieu. When Taylor Walls would come up, be now batting for the Rays. Zero, Taylor Walls. Paul Olden not acknowledging zero as a number. <laughs> he's clearly of that school right. that zero is not a number, and he's bringing that to his public. It's a staple now of his public right. address. Paul's, Paul Olden's anti-zero um, agenda. I wonder, you know, if that had any influence on the uh, sour ending of Adam Ottavino's time here <laughs> with the Yankees, and now, you know, he's, he's of course, with the Mets. Um, that's the kind of thing that... Uh, those are the untold stories of baseball. Do, do you think Paul Olden says 202 for the area code or 202 for the area code? If he doesn't believe it's a number, I think he might be an O person. I... Oh, no. Is 202 DC? Yes. Now you, you just gave yourself away with the O there, so. I guess I think I most did. people use O. I, 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 think, I think it's it's kind of a game, but. Yeah. I, I can't think of a lot of situations where I say zero, except for, like, Taylor Walls wears zero, Adam Adovino wears zero. You could say number zero. I could. But I'm saying that in the same way that I would say, you know, Vladimir Guerrero wears 27. Right. Because they it have is, the word number there. It is a little bit strange that we say number before. The, I mean, I guess if you were to say, now batting for the Yankees, 26, DJ LeMay. And Bob Shepard, did Bob Shepard get it right? Or did Bob Shepard just put it all in our heads that the way that you announce somebody is number 99, Aaron Judge. Number 99. I kind of like the number, I gotta say. 99? No. Saying the word Saying number. Saying the word number. Yeah, I do too. So, Bob got it right. You get to say number. Number. Patrick Stewart also, you know, made that, made that his own. Number one. <laughs> I don't do voices. <laughs> Except um, when I am, you know, if we get the books from the PJ Library um, for the kids. It's basically like if you have any kind of connection to Judaism, um, there's this organization that will send you, find out that you have children, um, and they will send you books like about Judaism, like children's books about Judaism. Um, you know, a lot of them are stories of the holidays and like how they, how they, you know. So anytime I'm reading one of those with the kids and there's a God part, um, Always, God gets voiced by me doing Bob Shepard. Interesting. I like it. I feel like that that has to be, you know, what you bring to the table as a parent. I think Bob would dig it. I hope so. Maybe the St. John's man. Yeah. Now, why why are you so? That is a question that I think we we do need to get into because college basketball season is um, not anywhere near right now. Um, it's right around the corner. It is. They just played in the Dominican Republic last week. So it's it's coming, baby. That stuff was... Like, just you wait. Kids looking good. Going to be a good year. 
Maybe. Maybe not. What would be good at this point? Make a goddamn tournament. Please. For the love of everything. Give me a cheap thrill in March. One game? Two, no, 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 no. I'm not taking one game anymore. Win a game. I would take one game. It's been 22 years. Win a game at the NCAA tournament. That would be a good year. Two players on the team have not been alive for the last St. John's win in the NCAA tournament. I will say this. New York's team. I enjoy them being completely irrelevant. I know you do. I know you do. How it should be. They are not more important than Hofstra. They are not more important than Wagner. Not more important than LIU and St. Francis and Columbia. And they have about as many appearances in this millennium. So... You know, they had a good run, and then I became a fan. And it's just been downhill since. Actually true. The last time they were number one... The, the last time they were number one is the day they beat Georgetown during the season that they all went to the Final Four, 1985. Yes. That was in January. My mom worked at St. John's at that time. Came home, she's like, the whole campus is a buzz. Everyone's in love with this team. I gotta get you to see a game. We're gonna watch the next game on TV. Yada, yada, yada. The next game that came around on the TV on the Channel 9 was the night was the rematch against Georgetown. And they got their doors blown off. So from the time I became a fan, they have just it's been downhill from the number one team in America since. And then they've never gotten back. This this is the problem with people people love to mock bandwagoners. Quite the opposite. You should tell kids to not jump on the bandwagon. Yes. Teach your should children well. Teach your children to get on board with a loser. Right. By low. That's why I've been raising my kids as Mets fans. Right. That and I'm a, you know, we're a Yankees Red Sox household. Um, and also, um, we live in Queens. Makes sense that they be Mets fans. Also, their personalities are very. Although Sean's personality. He's, he's all like me, kind of feed both sides of the soul there. Are they are they really into it? Or are they somewhat into it? He's really or is there into a split? it. Really, he's really, he's really into it. Right. He's really into it. He, he, she likes going to the game and will be very happy if the Mets ever actually do win it. But she is very much of the um, fatalist Mets mindset. Okay. Very common trait. Yeah. So we'll I think see, rightfully we'll so. See how it develops through the years. Always wondering who's getting injured next, that kind of thing. Yeah. Assuming the worst will happen. And she also, I don't think, has forgiven them for allowing Azubu Cabrera to get away. <laughs> Doesn't matter that he's not yes. in the league anymore. Right. So there, there, there we the Blue Jays, meanwhile, are my son's least favorite team because he was on the Red Sox in the first year of Little League. And, uh, they played against the Blue Jays every single game. Because it was a two-team league. So. A two-team league? Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that was a thing. It shouldn't have been. 
they should have just like let the kids play with different teams every week. That would have been a lot better. Right. Uh, but you know, what can you do? I was not in charge of that administration. Um, nor any administration. I don't really administer. You're in charge of the. I guess I am in charge of Willits Pen Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But I don't even like to think of myself as in charge. It's just like. Yes, comrade. I know, but it's but you are well, in charge. No, I mean, I, it's it's not it's even your about brainchild. communism. It's more that like, it's more of a recognition that I'm a dum dum, <laughs> and you know, I my plan here is to surround myself with people smarter than I. So, if I'm doing that, how can I say that I'm in charge? I'm saying, please lift me up on your shoulders, all you great people around me. Well, well, because so we would just be walking into walls and not knowing what to do and, and when things should come out and if things should come out and what should come out. So we just look to you. And, you know, we know it's going gonna, it's gonna to land our inbox and everyone's inbox the way it's supposed to. And in your podcast feed. On the which iTunes. Is, which is Get there now. Are. Yeah. Subscribe and things. Like. 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 Do we like or do we like rate? We rate on We rate, we rate, we review, we subscribe. You can... This will be on a Substack entry, so you can like hit like there and that. But I, I have not been on the Substack. All right, well there goes a home run. That one's not coming back. And Judge might be six seven, but he can't rob a home run like the five ten guy in right field can. <laughs> this team sucks. They're having some issues. They're having some problems. It's a it's a temporary setback. I mean, part of the problem is that Jameson Tyone has given up a lot of home runs. Yes. Um, a lot of their players are injured. Really and some of their players are bad. Yes. And that was masked for quite the while. Yeah, yeah you're, you're never as bad as you look when you're going. You're never as good as you look when you're going good. And you're never as bad as you look when you're going bad. They, they can't possibly be this bad. No. Nobody I, is. Nobody is this bad. And, and come October, don't worry, they'll be the regular bad they are in October the last decade. Which is just enough bad to get booted out. Yeah, early. well, what do you do to, to break this cycle with this team? The New York baseball Yankees. You know, it always just seems to come apart in October. Like it, there's never enough pitching. Never, never enough pitching. But, but they also just seem to shut off against good pitching two or three days in a row and, and, and two or three games in a row. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, the Twins went on that night for a long time. Just some teams just, I don't know. They're, they're becoming one of those. Yeah. And it's 13 years now since their last World Series. Yep. Um, I was sitting right over there for that one. I was here against the Phillies that night. That was fun. Uh, yeah. The only one they've won in this ballpark. Yep. And the first season Yeah. of this ballpark. When the old ballpark was still standing. Yep. So since the old ballpark, on the actual location, that, that to me is also like, that's the massive understand, misunderstanding of the whole thing. This place is not that place. Correct. Never will be that place. And once you do that, their attempt to replicate I like the I like the freeze, it's lovely. Yeah. But like all of it like making it exactly three fourteen. No, it it 
was that way for reasons in the first place. Like, you, you built... Controversial strikeout. Yeah. You played yourself, the Yankees. You put Monument Park in a closet. <laughs> it's a fundamental misunderstanding of everything that they're supposed to be about. But look how many ads they sold down there. And look, Met fan, you can't talk about ads with your stadium, but but this is also what is this? equally egregious. You're like I I'm a fan of both of these teams. I've been a season ticket holder of both of these teams. Um, no, I I did. In fact, when I was at Dealbreaker, um, back in the somewhere in the 17, 18 area, um, did actually count up the ads at the various uh, ballparks to question um, whether it's worth it at this point. Like it's, I know. There are, there are almost too many. There are way more now than there were even five years ago when you were doing that. Yes. By the way, they're tucked into every look. Every down there. Yes. You got this, the there's a State Farm ad like in the side of the bullpen that you will only you can only see from these seats where right. we are in the left field upper deck or on television when a pitcher is warming up in the bullpen. But even then, they're facing that, this that ad is behind the catchers right. in the bullpen. Right. So that ad will come up on TV like, I guess, oh, you know what it is? The bullpen phone is right there. That ad is next oh, to the bullpen phone. clever. So you got a State Farm and a clear ad next to the bullpen phone. It's But then it's just out above that, is it the Uber Eats porch? Is it the Yes Terrace? They're both next to each other covering the same bar. What is it? Poor Amtrak stuck down there yeah. in the in the in the basement, basically. And, and you know, there's Bet365 or some other betting websites, which I'm sure are somewhere else. There, I already there, saw. There, other... Fandu- yeah, Fanduel's right, right there. Right. <laughs> I think. Or is that Fanduel in its capacity as a fantasy sports operator? Yeah, they're all here. And that's that's the thing that's really amazing is that they are able to do this with competitors. Like, Ford and Toyota both have ads here. How? (laughs) Why? Why does Delta have an ad when they have the giant thing on top of the stadium? What do you need an ad for? I think those things come as part of their... They negotiated that probably into their deal where they fly the Yankees around. Like, part of the charter contract. Sure, but what I'm saying is they have a sign that's almost the equivalent of the Yankee Stadium sign. It's lit up. It's on yes. top of all the other scoreboards. Yes. It is the king of all ads. It is. It is and yet the in the bottom one left corner, the stadium. they have another little sign that's just blue. And well, white. if you have the number one draft pick, do you also not want the number eight? Are you going to pass up the number eight? I might trade it. What are you going to trade it to? The George Steinbrenner fascist memorial <laughs> whole personality? How long is that going to be there? Uh, until the Steinbrenners don't own the team anymore. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. I remember being in the newsroom the night that went up, and everyone just kind of looked at each other like, what is that? Yep. <laughs> that is, uh, that is a man who is probably fortunate for his own legacy that he died when he did. Because <laughs> he'd be, he'd be like a hundred now. So like he would have been... He was born 1930, it looks like. All right, so he'd be in his 90s now. Yep. He could really be doing some damage. Oh, yeah. That's that's a 
Yeah, you always had those if the boss was alive things. Yeah, yeah the Yankees would have all the superstars. They'd be spending all the money. You wouldn't go 13 years. Oh, man. No, 13 years would be... No. And I always used to enjoy on Mike and the Mad Dog when we would get a missive. We have a missive. From George M. Steinbrenner III, and they play the patent music. And then there'd be some grand proclamation about how this is unacceptable and we're gonna do everything and yada yada. Oh, those are great days. They usually came in the middle of October when the uh, Yankees were eliminated. Well, it will soon enough again in about another <laughs> eight weeks yep. or so. It'll be keep them dump them time. Yes. A long standing tradition <laughs> that the Daily News has not put enough pages to run anymore. <laughs> Or anyone to write them. Uh, yeah, we can Pot of the Park, brought to you by the New York Daily News, New York's hometown paper. New York's for, hometown paper. For delivery, uh, good luck. <laughs> also, now just $3 a day. Unbelievable that that's... Yep. I always thought that so long as there was a subway, the Daily News would survive. Um, That's our show. Yeah. <laughs> On that happy note, the, the, the decline and death of print journalism in New York City. Remember when the Yankees used to do daily news ads back in the 80s? Dave, Dave Winfield and all that? No, I remember Actual it. TV commercials for the daily news. The daily news home run inning. Yep. I'll tell you what I do remember. I remember the, the Times ads that I always laughed at because they were emphasizing how great the time sports coverage was. <laughs> yes. It was like this kid, kid, cub reporter, like going around town trying to impress the editor. The editor's asking things like, what's Hubert Davis's favorite pizza topping? And the kid goes, uh, they're like sitting courtside the next, and the cub reporter goes, pineapple and, and ham. And Hubert Davis turns around and goes, give the kid a break. And like, give the kid a break was the tagline yeah. of the whole thing. Their sports is now actually uh, one of the shining beacons of their newspaper. Some other things, not so much anymore. It's amazing how things change if you give them enough time. That's right. However, this stadium um, <laughs> is going to continue to suck. How is it for college football? Are you been here for that? I have not been here for college football. I, I don't think I would ever do that. Let's do it. It just seems wrong. You want to do, do it? Let's do it this year. Let's because go it's to, so wrong, we're going to do it. Let's right? go to the right. Pinstripe Bowl and see the monstrosity that it is. All right, well, all right, fine. We're going to ha have a college football show on this cinematic universe, although it's not going to be a college football podcast. Um, we'll talk about that more later. We've already talked about this long enough, so we're going to charge on out of here. Show!